So it's interview number one. And tell me your name. My name is Akosawa Albritton. Hi, Akosa. And how long have you lived or have you lived or worked in Prospect Heights? Or can you describe your background with the neighborhood? Okay. Well, I worked, um, hmm, I worked for, for, for Brooklyn Neighborhood Improvement Association when it was on Washington Avenue. Some people will consider Washington Avenue to Flatbush Avenue, Prospect Heights. Other people minimize the space and say it's underhill and over. So for me, when I was working at when I was working at Brooklyn Neighborhood Improvement Association, particularly on the side of the street I was on, I considered I was part. I was in Prospect Heights, and that was many years ago. What I what I want to say is is that I was aware or have been around um, Prospect Heights for. A few decades, actually, when I when I look when I look back on things, because I was working at uh, Brooklyn Neighborhood Improvement Association back in the '80s, and I then moved to Bedf- moved to Bedford Stuyvesant. But I'm I'm not going to tell you more. I'm not going to go too far. I'm going to let you lead the conversation. Okay, we're going to find all that. So, if we were going to go on a walk, tell me about your favorite Prospect Heights. We could start with the Prospect Heights of your memories, and then with maybe if there's an updated version. So if you, if you, what's like one or two places that you think of the most in the Prospect Heights from just back at the beginning of your experience with it? Okay. Um, what, came, what comes to my mind is Chris Creation. Chris Creation, and I don't know how to describe this store. It has clothes. It has um, a lot of, what do you call these things, like, Furnishings or ac- mm-hmm. furniture, furnishing accents, mm-hmm. decorative, yes. decorative elements. Yes. Mm-hmm. So he used to be on um, on Vanderbilt Avenue. So and it was it was you know it was very lovely to go in there, very very lovely because the way he had set it up. So it, it was sort of like this. I you know it had sort of like a museum or a gallery feel to it. I mean he's definitely it was retail. And then the other place that uh, that should have popped up in my head, my favorite place is Met Food. I really like that place. When I lived um, in Bedford Stuyvesant, I used to travel, whether it was by car, walking, or riding my bike. I would travel over from from the corner. I used to live on, gosh, on Hancock. Excuse me, on. Well, I'm having a problem remembering for Hancock Street, mm-hmm. just off the corner of Hancock and Franklin. I used to walk, ride, or drive over to Vanderbilt Avenue because I liked the uh, the deli section of Met Food. It was it was quite interesting, and I was saying it's not like this is some um, you know you know what do you call it? a gourmet a gourmet supermarket, but there was something about the um, the cheeses. And the um, the cold cuts and everything else that was that you know that surrounded that 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 small gourmet area that just hit my palate the right way. And I used to travel over you know one more block no two more blocks over to a movie house that has been uh, that has since been shut down. It's now a uh, American Apparel. So those are some of my memories um, of um, of Prospect Heights mm-hmm. early. And then I have different memories once I actually moved in. 
And um, I you know, definitely remember the apartment building that I lived in because we had a, mag- I shouldn't say had, we have a magnolia tree. And, you know, Wonderful. And where, where is that now? Um, that address is 186 Prospect Place. So in front of, Mag- excuse me, in front of 186 Prospect Place is a magnolia tree that um, blooms every year. And the other beautiful thing about that street, um, Prospect Place, between Vanderbilt and Carlton, is that the trees um, on, on either side of the street, they, they're, so, they're so old, their limbs touch one another, and you have shade, um, you know, actually on the road. Right, that's beautiful. And, and did you plant that tree, or was it already there? Or? Oh, the trees, the trees in, in, the, in the magnolia tree, in particular in front of the building, those things were already, were there before I moved, were there before I moved there. And what year did you move in there? I moved there in 1997. November 1st, 1997, and I'm happy to say that two of my cousins and three, three, three male friends moved me in there. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. And how tall is the magnolia tree now? Well, how tall is the magnolia tree? I would say um, it's, it's, it's over, it's at least uh, like 10 feet. Now, I went to Howard University and, um, and stayed at the Harriet Tubman Quadrangle. We had a magnolia tree. Well, so I'm saying magnolia, and they would tell us that that was that was actually a bush and not a tree. So I know that you know this. There's like a little controversy: is it a tree or is it a bush? Because it grows. The fact that it grows so tall, you would think it is a tree. I was not aware of that controversy. I thought it was a tree, but and, and, and so did I. But there was—I can't think of her name right now. But there wasn't. There was an elder lady who who you know who manage the quadrangle and she would tell us that that is actually a bush so i'm not a, what do you call it? i'm not a, a botanist <laughs> that's fine so we talked a bit about chris creations and met food mm-hmm. chris creations was that in a former pharmacy or I, I remember there was something kind of special about the way the place looked do, do you remember like like i think you said it was set up like a museum but i also remember there was something just kind of striking about or, or is that a different shop i'm thinking of chris creation didn't look look like a museum it looked like um, the home of a very rich person, um, you know, and, and, and a, a, a rich older person who liked to collect and hoard things and then try to, you know, what, what is that word? When put you, it on display uh, almost. Put all these things, right, put all these things on display. The word I was thinking about is to curate. Curate, yes, that's a great word. Mm-hmm. And do you did you do you remember buying anything in there? Or was it more to look? I did. And do you know I cannot remember the few things that I purchased there, but um, I I did purchase some things. And it, what I'm happy for for um, the owner of Chris Creation is that he found a spot um, on uh, Washington Avenue to continue his business. It's a great business, so and he's still there. And how many years has it been? We should get him in here and interview him, actually. Oh, okay. Well, uh, let me say uh, many years. Um, it's at least twenty-five years. If he, at least twenty-five years. Wow. So yes, you know, bring him on because I'm sure he has many, many memories of his um, of the community and and um, the um, you know his and his customers. 
And what about today's Prospect Heights? If we were going to go for a walk today, w- would you go to those places or are there other places? Where, where would you take me to show me like your, your version of the neighborhood if I were visiting from out of town, et cetera? Um, I'm trying to think of names. There's a bakery and the bakery is, um, let's say, three doors away from Met Food. I cannot think of the name of the, of the bakery. Maybe Joyce Bake Shop? Yes. Okay. Yes. The green, the green place. Yes. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm a color-oriented person. Oh. And um, also, um, James is a restaurant on the corner of St. Mark's and Carlton Avenue. I would, you know, suggest that people go. And in fact, what I think is interesting is um, I, I find that Carlton Avenue is very, very charming. It has. Um, it's quiet. It has a very, uh, what is it, intimate, for me, a very, very intimate feel compared to Vanderbilt, which is actually, well, it used to be four lanes, you know, t- uh, two going uh, up, you know, either direction, but now it's, you know, one lane. Um, Carlton w- is, is, um, has a more intimate feel because it's a one-way, uh, one-lane street. Right, a little quieter, a little less busy. And James, do you, is there a favorite thing you like to order, or if you were going out for lunch, what is what would you might you be craving, or where would you go? Uh, I I, I was only there once, so, I mean, and that was a while ago. I mean, many years ago. I'm not. I'm sorry to say, I'm not remembering. It was a. Um, okay. It was a. What do you call it, like a, a a gift? Um, what I liked about James was that, that the uh, place is run by the um, the staff. Oh. And the, um, what do you call it, the, the owner just came in to just, you know, just to see that things were being run well. Oh, okay. Almost like a cooperative. <laughs> um, what do you call it? An informal cooperative. Hmm. Now, the place, a place that I, another place that, um, that I enjoy, it is still officially, yes, this is still uh, Prospect Heights, is Burrito, Burrito Bar. I'm... And I think that they, because they, there was, the reason why I'm, I'm hesitating like that is because he had, a, he had to adjust his name. So I think it's, it's either Burritoville or Burrito Bar. Which one I think it, it might be Bar. At least that's what I've noticed okay. recently, I feel. He, um, what was that about? Was there a drama? Was someone claiming the name? Um, I think it was, it was a part of a, um, a chain. A chain. A small chain. And so when that chain um, broke up, he wanted, you know, he knew he wanted to, you know, keep have, you know, some some name recognition. So that's that's what 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 what, mm, what that's all about. Well, no, what I love about uh, Burrito Bar because I've been there a number of times. Whereas, you know, the other James, I wasn't there much once. Um, the Burrito Bar he does, and I'm referring to the owner manager. <clears throat> he really does a great job of uh, selecting. Um, um, waiters and waitresses. You know, everyone is very up, peppy. They know what to do. Um, as far as like, you know, making the avocado um, um, at your, de- um, you know, at your at your table, and just being, you know, very um, being very sociable. Yeah, I, a smile on your face. keeping they're able very to engaged and keeping a smile on their face even when let's say a, a, a customer is complaining about something. Mm-hmm. The music was great. They have a really good attitude, right? Yeah. So it was, a, you know, and, and then whether you were sitting at a table or you were sitting in the bar area, it was, it, it is, I'm saying it was, it is a very, it's a, a lively um, 
great, great time for you. Where do you think that attitude comes from? How do they cultivate that there? Do you have a guess? How would you guess? Hmm. I, it, it starts with the, um, the owner. And unfortunately, he's, he's going to be, you know, say, well, how come she did not, if, if he ever hears this, how come she didn't remember my name? It's okay. It starts with him. He's a great guy. And he's a very, very pleasant man. So, you know, he, he's uh, drawing people, you know, similar to himself. Positive energy. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Like attracts like. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And what about, uh, it's maybe technically Park Slope, but that's okay, the movie theater. I remember the movie theater, but I never saw a film there. Did you ever see a film yes. there? And if so, do you remember? Yes. Um, the movie that comes to my mind, this was so controversial, it's Papa Song. Papa's, and you want me to describe what... what, what Please, yeah, briefly. <laughs> Papa's song was set in one of the Dutch Caribbean islands, and it, 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 it's, it's about two sisters. Um, one of them marries a, a Dutch man, and the issue is, uh, actually, they've never consummated their marriage, and you're going to find out farther along into the story why they never consummated their their marriage and that's you know that's that's really the the crux of it people want to you know everyone is trying to keep this thing a secret her sister when 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 the husband speaks to her you know she's speaking very enigmatically and the same thing with her sister's boyfriend no one wants to say up front what it is but ultimately what it is is um gosh what is it called spoiler alert Oh, then let me keep it to myself. No, it's okay. No, 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 if no. you want to tell, this you can. something else. No, this movie, when I say it was something else, and what it is, the reason why I picked up so quickly is that I listened to the song, the, um, the, the what do you call that? The, the, the soundtrack? The theme, the theme song mm. for the movie. Okay. So I was, I mean, that's my tendency is to, li- to listen to the lyrics. So as I'm listening to these lyrics, I'm saying, what? Oh, this is, you know, it was, it's, I don't want to be a spoiler, but it's, it's okay. I would I would say um, it would do anyone it would do and it would be it would be very entertaining and very inter, inter engaging if someone is able to get a hold of Papa's song whether it is here in the this library or you know they're able to get it um, through Netflix or something. It's a very very interesting movie. And that film just struck you, made you think, or. It, 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 it made a lot of people think. <laughs> it made a lot of people think. On a what do you call on a on a on a softer side or on a softer note, two other movies that I saw there uh, was the updated version of um, Orfeo Negro, Black Orpheus. Excuse me, because I'm, I'm I'm using like the the, the the Portuguese. I'm using the Portuguese language. There's there was an updated version of Black Orpheus. I saw that there. And I also saw Kirikou. Great. Which, was, which is a cartoon. Which is a cartoon. And the music, or the, as they say, the soundtrack. No, the, they don't call it soundtrack. The music. Theme song. The music throughout the movie is... Um, the song. scoring, scoring, maybe. Or I forget. Yeah, I see what you mean. The music that happens. Mm-hmm. The score. The movie score. I think so. Um, that was written and um, uh, performed by. I'm having issues with people. It's all right. People's <laughs> names. He is. This man is so popular. He is so popular in Senegal. 
And his name? We can look it up. The magic of computers. Okay. <laughs> but noted. So I'm going to, I'm going to, it was about to come, but when you said we can look it up later than <laughs> I'm sorry. It went away. Okay. It might come back. Mm-hmm. But so we, we don't have a movie theater. We you have BAM. Endure. I'm sorry. Oh, good, good, okay. good. Okay. Good one. Yes. You still endure. Okay. Shout out to <laughs> Yusu if he's listening. Okay. Great. You endure, um, wrote, and he performed the songs. Fantastic. So we have BAM, which is a bit more of a walk away, but do you feel like that's your neighborhood resource or do you feel like we are missing out on anything by not having more of a cinema or cultural center or how important do you feel like those kind of venues are for the neighborhood? I'm I'm sorry that that, that, that theater closed down. And um, there is a place, I don't know if it's still, if it's still open, but I was there last winter there's a place on the street after atlantic avenue pacific it's pacific there is a um there was a place that was open december 31st in fact instead of uh, uh, it, it, that's that's where I, that's where i hung out if if it wasn't december 31st it was december 30th they had a um a very interesting program to you know to bring in the new year, and I'm having this is really interesting what is happening to me because I'm um, certain words are just like I'm having I'm groping for them burlesque. Okay, there it was a burlesque. It was comedy and burlesque. There were three um, burlesque dancers that came out separately, and then at the end, you know they you know they they performed together. In between the burlesque acts, there was comedy. What kind of a space was that? Do you remember? Is it like an industrial space or? It was definitely a perform. It was a it was a space that was set up as a performance space. I mean, there was actually a raised um, plat, you know, raised platform for them to to dance and for the um, and for the comedian to do his you know to do his to do his act. There were two or three. Oh, this was interesting. I mean, the more the more I think about it, there was because the the MC was a comedian, and his tendency is to bring on other comedians. So it was a mix of comedian, burlesque dancer, another comedian, another burlesque dancer, another this um, the MC again, and then the, the you know the burlesque dancer. Mm-hmm. And he also gave us flowers so that if Roses. He gave us roses so that if we wanted to throw a rose to our favorite burlesque dancer, we could do that. Oh, that's sweet. Mm-hmm. And and what, was that a New Year's kind of it celebration? Was, or I, it was it was New Year's. It was New Year's. So it was um, you know it was I thought it was it was very to me it was like very clean fun you know as opposed to like getting you know getting extremely tipsy. It was a little you know it was. Uh, it a little more quality. interesting. It was quality. It was it was it was quality entertainment. The name of this place, I don't know, but I know it was on, it's on Pacific Street. And I'm just wondering now, does is it still open as such? And how did you find out about this party? Uh, through Facebook. So I was invited. I was in, you know I was invited by the uh, the uh, the main comedian. 
Oh. Is it a friend of yours or a contact of yours? Well, you know, everyone is always trying to get a list, get their list together. So when you, you know, when you, when you see them at, when you, you know, they want you to sign up when you, when you first walk in. Right. Earlier, you mentioned a Portuguese title for one of the films. And how did you remember that? Do you have a, did you, do you know Portuguese or? Oh, because um, Black Orpheus is one of my favorite films of all times. I mean, when I was eight, I saw that film and it blew me away. I hadn't seen um, so many black people in a movie before. And then the story was, you know, was fantastic. So then I'm, you know, then, then they're speaking. I was able to, you know, even though it was dubbed in English, I could tell they were speaking another language. So to be, you know, to be, to be in Brazil, to, to, for, this, for, the, for the movie to be in Brazil during Carnival, that was one thing. And then to see, you know, and, and then be able to see uh, Rio from all these different angles and the love affair, um, that was that was you know, that was un, uh, unfolding in front of me, and then there was a little um, what do you call? I'm going to say a little spirit. There was hints of spirituality. Um, Orpheus, and that was his name. Orpheus, you know, it was it, it wasn't. He, I guess his parents actually named him Orpheus. Um, his you know his the, the love of his life passed away, had died accidentally, and so there was a um, contemplé. They used contemplé so that he could talk to her for a few moments. So all of that for an eight-year-old girl was a lot to drink in. And, um, <laughs> right. and so what I, what I used to do is whenever I knew that this movie was going to be on TV, and it usually was PBS, whenever PBS said, we're going we're gonna to show this movie, I had to see it. So I eventually taped it and, uh, so that I could watch it whatever I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And I bought the soundtrack. Oh, great. Had you watched it originally at home with family or? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how I saw it when I was eight years old. I was, um, uh, you know, sitting around with my brother, my brother and sister watching Mm -hmm. this. And it was just like, wow. Great. Would you care to talk a bit about your family or how you came to Brooklyn? I'm not sure. Are you always from the area or how did you get here? Oh, I wanted to talk more about um, about Prospect Heights. But um, how did I get here? How did you get to Brooklyn? Yeah, okay. um, I my my father was in the in the army, so there was a lot of traveling um, for the in my young you know in my in my young life. We didn't really settle until he purchased a house in Tom's River, New Jersey, and then you know once I graduated high school, I went on to how went on to you know to go to Howard University. I got to Brooklyn. By um, by by virtue of um, having family, having family in Brooklyn and getting a job at Gray Advertising, so rather than to travel the way so many uh, new people from Jersey do, they will you know get on a, a bus or a train and ride two and three hours to get into into New York. I I opted to stay with a family member. Then my father moved to Staten Island, and I moved in with him. So um, I got a um, I got a uh, internship. I shouldn't say internship. I got a HUD fellowship at Pratt Institute. Wow! I was doing a grad. You know, I was doing a graduate studies, um, and that HUD that HUD fellowship required that I actually do um, neighborhood development, community development. Oh, fabulous! And what was your degree? I'm sorry. 
um, city and regional planning. So when I was when I had, was, was speaking earlier about Brooklyn Neighborhood Improvement Association, that was the first. That was the site that I did my. That was the second site that I did my HUD fellowship. And tell me a bit about that fellowship. Like, what kind of problems were you guys looking at or working on, or what was it about? Well, with com- well, I'll I'll say in terms of the HUD fellowship, the it's the HUD fellowship doesn't the HUD fellowship is there to connect someone to community development work or um, community planning, and community planning can be on on the you know city government level. Or it can be at a um, at a you know at a community based organization. I was um, placed at a community based organization, which is again Brooklyn Neighborhood Improvement Association, which is the organization that was that is that was located in Pro, uh, in Prospect Heights for a number of years, and then it moved out um, into you know a deeper into Crown Heights. Mm-hmm. So that's how that's my. Oh, I've got, a, I've got, a, a, I do have a very interesting story about Brooklyn. Sure, <laughs> I do have a very interesting story about Brooklyn, and I, I do want to say something else about living in a few things about living in Prospect Heights. But the story about uh, about Brooklyn, I was still living um, on Staten Island, and I had visited a friend who lived in Clinton Hill, um, and so then after visiting him. I got on the subway thinking I knew, you know, the the right direction to, you know, to get on the subway. I went the wrong direction because I was on my way to Staten Island, but mm-hmm. I was taking the train. I was taking the the A train. I took the A train deeper into Brooklyn. And when I when I realized that, you know, I realized it in, uh, what do you call it, in, in, um, quickly enough so that I was able to get off the train at Nostrand Avenue. And that was an experience for me. And the experience was is that when I got up to the surface, every corner of of you know of the corner of of of, of Nostrand and Fulton Street, every corner, physical corner, there was some group um, promoting their religion. And I had not seen this before. So I um, you know before go- going back on the train I went to each corner to to hear you know to hear to hear what you know you know how you know, what what are the virtues of their religion. So I learned about Shango Baptist. I have never heard of that before. Um, Hebrew Israelite, never heard of them before. Um, and then there was um, one that I was familiar with was the um, the Nation of Islam. And then there was a um, like a Baptist. No, it was well another Christian, another Christian group promoting the Bible. Mm-hmm. So I said, "Well, this is." So, I mean, I had not seen this, and then each group had, of course, like my, you know, you know, they had developed a people, you know, a circle of people around them. So after I had gone crossed each street <laughs> to get to these corners to listen to what they were saying, I said, "That's," I said, "That's enough." Now it's time for me to go home because I mean I, I I was on my on, on my way home to Staten Island. So that was um, for me. That was just like a, I've I've never experienced that before. But I, what I found out later, I was watching a um, a documentary, mm-hmm. the um, the Africans a triple heritage, mm-hmm. and in Mombasa, where they have a um, I guess like a um, 
I'm going to say a bus terminal. I mean, out an outdoor bus terminal that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. So I said, oh, wow. Open this it. Oh. This is what, so Brooklyn is, because I mean, at one point, this place used to be called the African Republic, the African Republic of Brooklyn. So I said, oh, okay, well, that's why it's called the African Republic of Brooklyn, because they, they've really taken on a lot of, you know, these, you know, of these, uh, you know, what I'll say, but, you know, our, um, our African heritage. Mm-hmm. So Outdoor evangelizing. Yes, you know, and again, sure. Hebrew Israelites and the the Shango Baptist. And what year was that? Do you remember when you saw that and you you made the tour of the different religions on the corners? Uh, I I don't. Sometime in the eighties. Mm-hmm. So that is my my story of, um, about um, being what else? Getting my foot my foot wet into Brooklyn culture, mm-hmm. Central Brooklyn culture. Hmm. And tell me um, some of the, in your work, like the Brooklyn, I'm sorry, the Brooklyn Development, what was Brooklyn it called? Brooklyn Neighborhood Improvement Okay. What are some of the projects you guys were working on then? And then what are some of the projects that you think have been resolved or that need to be resolved? You know, how have the, how have the projects changed over time? Well, number one, I can't tell you about the Brooklyn Neighborhood Improvement Association, its current activities. Sure. I can't tell you about that, but I can tell you what were some of the things that we were working on at the time I was working there. And um, um, one thing was um, 7A administration. There were a lot of, um, many, many property owners had abandoned their their property. So then um, Brooklyn Neighborhood, or they used, you know, they used their initials, BNIA. Um, BNIA, um, designated the executive director to um, take the seven administrator courses, so that he could be appointed by housing court to be the seven A. Um, there is a, a title seven A administrator, I think. Okay. Seven A administrator for these bu- these buildings that had been abandoned. The point was to fix the buildings up, and then. Till, HPD has a pro had a program called Till, Tenant Interim Lease Program. Um, to get I, people in there, basically, or no Tenant Interim Lease Program, and I don't want to get too technical, but the whole point of the Tenant Interim Lease Program was that while the while the landlord may have run away, there were still tenants in the building, so then the Seven A administrator was providing services to tenants and fixing up the building. Till was designed to prepare these people to become owners. Um, or I'm going to use the word co-op. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, to become co-op, um, co-op members. To, you know, so the whole point was to flip the building, and I'm using the word flip, but to convert the building from a rental, um, uh, you know, a rental property to a uh, cooperative. Okay, where people have some shared ownership and responsibility. Okay. Yes. yes. And what is this the what years are we talking about here? You were at, in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, I understand you might not know what the organization is doing now, but in your view, personal view, what are some of the projects that should be worked on in the neighborhood these days? You're saying in Prospect Heights. Correct, yes. What's your personal opinion on what are some of the issues facing the neighborhood these days? Okay. Well, the the ongoing issue, the ongoing issue is uh, 
people are using the word gentrification, but it really is displacement. Displacement of people that have been that have been living here for, you know, some for some people generations. In other instances, people that have been here 10, 20, 30 years. Um, because the um in terms of, you know, the rental properties, the the um the owners see that this is an opportunity to raise the rents and um, get um, higher income people to to move in as renters. And then other people recognize that their homes are, you know, the, what do you call the property value has gone up very, 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 very high. So then as opposed to the property um, being sold for $300,000, now it's $1 million, $2 million. So I'm using the word displacement because the average New Yorker is not a six-figure or seven-figure um, household. It's more so, um, a, you know, a five-figure household. And so this neighborhood is no longer affordable for the average New Yorker. Um, there is there is a um, an income an income um, guideline that is used. And that income guideline includes not only the five boroughs, but um, Long, the, the, um, Nassau, Nassau County, um, Suffolk County, Rockland. It's including a, a number of counties that are very, very, you know, much, much higher income than the five boroughs. Mm-hmm. So then when you look, when you use that as a base, for where the um, where the rent and and housing prices should be, it's made things very expensive for the people. I'm going to say the people of of the five boroughs, and in particular, Brooklyn, and, and what do you call it? and digging down even further, mm-hmm. Central Brooklyn. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what do you have some views on what we as individuals, residents, et cetera, just regular people, can do about this? There is an organization, so I wasn't thinking to promote the organization, but... Go for it. uh, Yeah. Um, You have, which is short for Urban Homesteading Assistance Board. It would be a good... It would would serve this community very well if the... I'm going to say the landlords or the tenants in the multiple dwellings, if they were were able to connect with you have to find out how they can convert their buildings into um, HDFCs. HDFCs um, are are cooperatives. They're limited equity cooperatives. And there is, you know, so the whole point is to make housing affordable for moderate to low income. And moderate moderate income can be as can be like a fifty two thousand dollars. Right. So we're not even saying that you've got to be poor. We're right. just trying to keep the average person, <laughs> right? Which is keep crazy. The average person um, in place, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so, so those, those truly are. That is the you know housing affordability is a key issue in this area. One thing I can say um, that I that I want to make sure that this popped to my head that I want to make sure I do say that I think that is lovely. There are many lovely things about Prospect Heights, but one thing that I think is lovely is the uh, frequency of um, yard sales and the habit of just leaving something on the sidewalk. 
that um, that I got in the habit of. And I mean, when I, I'm, I'm me too. Yeah, I think it's just lovely. You're saying, well, you know, it's it's still good. I mean, I may not use it, but it's still in good condition. Let's see if someone else can use it. And I think that that's another you know, all these different ways of sharing yard sales as a, a means of sharing, and then just putting something out, books, whatever it is. I've seen. I mean, because I put things. Um, I've seen. Um, gosh, I've seen vacuum cleaners, bikes. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, you know, they, they may... Antiques. Notes, right. Mm-hmm. They'll put notes. Still works. Free. Okay. Take me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do put the notes. I feel like it helps people mm-hmm. who might be averse. Like, free, take me, please. Mm-hmm. New, clean, whatever. So mm-hmm. um, I think that that's a beautiful, that's a very beautiful aspect of the community. It, aspect of a community and to show, it's a, what do you call it? It's a reflection of community, um, in, what do you call it, in living color. Mm-hmm. Recycling, sharing. What types of items are there? Any interesting items you've put out on the street or gotten off the street? I've put I've put out books, lecture. Excuse me, school books and you know and um, novels. I've put out. Um, my father passed away, and um, so I, you know, I, a lot of men like to collect caps. So um, I hung out his caps, and it's oh. a very interesting story because I was very tearful when I was doing this and this man picked up on me he had picked up on my sadness and he's walking along with his two dogs so then he starts talking to me and um to help me I guess come back to the present which which happened I was able to you know focus on what I was doing and you know the conversation that we were having and he took all of my father's caps and he was you know you know there were shirts that I had put up he said, well, let me take these things. So again, you know, the sharing. <laughs> yeah. It was, you know, what's happening. Um, so um, that's, I mean, that's just a, oh, and there's something else that happened. We have, um, and I still say, you notice I said we. On, on, um, on Prospect Place, there is a Phoenix house. Now, if its name has changed, but this particular um, building has always been used for some type of human service some type of rehabilitation. So um, that Phoenix house was housing men at the time. My father passed away 2008. I know you've been asking me about years, but I can tell you this this year, okay. that particular year, 2008. And so uh, my father used to work for the, um, well, it was at that time it was called the food stamp program. I don't know what it's yeah. called now. WIC, I guess, something, I don't know. Snap. Snap. Yeah. But I mean, there was actually um, an actual U.S. government agency. And here it's called HRA. But he okay. wasn't working for HR, HRA. The point is, he used to wear suits. And he was living on Staten Island at the time? Or? He lived in, he was New Jersey, mm-hmm. Staten Island. No, by, by, by the time he lived, by the time he was in, on Staten Island, he was not working for that. Um, he was working for another part of, 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 of the federal government. Okay. But um, going back to these... Um, Phoenix, you, Phoenix House. About, the, about Phoenix House is that um, I donated all of his suits and his ties and his cufflinks and the, there's a pin, the pin to hold your, the tie, all of those things. And the lady was just so happy. She says, you know, um, we can always... Um, make adjustments to the clothes so that they, so they, you know they fit you know fit the fit the men that are here. 
Sure. That's sweet. It's a nice way to give them some new life. Mm-hmm. And even he, you've heard of wingtip shoes? Beautiful. He, he had he had tan, he had a, a tan pair and a black pair. So then when, when, to answer your question, what, you know, what did I give away? I, I got into it, you know. That's beautiful. And you described, you, you got the chance to kind of chat with people. I, I find that um, we have a small garden in front of our place and just playing with the plants for a few minutes, I meet more people in an hour or two than I would in a week just sort of walking around. Can you describe some other chance? I, I'm not sure what type of neighborhood oh, well, y- meetings also, you've had, random meetings or okay. well, ways that you can connect with your neighbors, I guess. I'm still a member of the Prospect Heights Community Farm, which, oh, is, great. A, which is a which is a community garden. We just we just call it a farm. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember um, some, recently I was asked to um, say a few words for um, the Brooklyn but Brooklyn Botanical Garden wanted to use our our garden as a place to do a class. So then I did a little introduction. So one person asked me, um, "What makes this you know What makes this a farm?" As opposed to a garden, and honestly, where there is there there really is no difference between what we're doing, and um, you know as um, you know we're calling it a farm as opposed to a garden. For example, we don't have, you know, we don't have a chicken coop, and there is a garden on Dean Street, um, in Crown Heights, that has a chicken coop. And they call themselves a community garden. So we don't have a chicken coop. <laughs> but we do have a wonderful compost system. And we have very, very dedicated um, people that are on that, um, I'm going to call it committee, mm-hmm. that, that compost year-round. January, February, as cold as it gets, they're out there working the compost. Wonderful. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So, I mean, I really enjoy uh, being, um, being, you know, being um, out in the being out in the farm and um, having my little plot and, you know, just being a being of service. And that's how you, you know, we, you, you're connecting with your um, your neighbors that way. And then there are people who come in to visit. And I like to, you know, I like being able to greet people to, you know, to what we have. Because it, it, it is like a, a, I call it a, a Shangri-La. It really is a beautiful, it's like, you know, like a mini prospect park. It is. So that's one way you can connect with your, um, you know, with um, your um, neighbors. The other way that I connected with my neighbors for many years was by joining Community Board 8. Um, When I was in Community Board 3, I was involved with a particular committee, but I was not a member. But when I came, because because it was a good, because Community Board 3 was a good experience for me, when I came over to, um, to Prospect Heights, I um, almost immediately um, applied to be a member of Community Board A, and um, that was that was a very that was a, a very good decision. So I mean, I became um, at first I was a um, a committee member for the Youth and Family Service Committee, and then I eventually, within two years, I became the, the chair. And so for fifteen years, I would say. Yeah, for 15 years, I was the chair of the Youth and Family Service Committee. My committee was very active. We would put on different conferences and bring up different issues that people may not have thought about. One of those issues is what what are called aquapops. There were these. There are these alcoholic beverages that um, they're marketed the way they're, they're how how they're packaged. 
is very attractive, mm-hmm. very eye appealing to young people. Mm-hmm. And they're eight to 12% alcohol. So actually, young people should not be drinking them. So then we, you know, we promulgated um, an action item to get them moved into the section with the other alcoholic beverages. If you're 8 to 12%, oh, right. you should be in there with the other beer and malt liquor. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good project. Yeah. So <laughs> those are, I'm, I'm mentioning two things that I did to, um, get, to get involved with my community. Connect. That's mm-hmm. great. Thank you for those stories. Mm-hmm. Our, um, let's just look and see. I think we've reviewed the themes that we wanted to hit. What about your stories? Are there other stories that you wanted to um, that you wanted to um, mention? You know, you told us a bit about your work here mm-hmm. and that your some of your favorite places. How you've connected? What some of the current concerns are? How you'd recommend connecting with your neighbors? Are there other stories or concerns you'd like to mention as part of this? I'm trying to think as you're as you're asking that question. I uh, I can say the other. Oh, one of my favorite places is this library. <laughs> yes, that's a word about the library, please. Yeah. Um, I love, see, I, I, I love world cinema. So world, well, the, the DVDs used to be up on the second floor. Where are they now? They're, They're in the, the middle now. They are on the second floor in the middle. They oh. used, yeah, I see. Yeah, they moved. They yeah. moved. Right. But um, I enjoyed going over there and, um, you know, selecting five, because there's a limit, getting up, getting my five, my dose of five. It's ten um, now. It's ten now. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I was getting my five, and now it's ten. Wonderful. But I was getting, you know, I was getting into, my, you know, into world cinema and then all the different documentaries. Um, and when I, whenever I had a problem with my, my PC... I would always come, you know, come here to um, um, to access my email. So this, you know, so this is another uh, great place for me um, as a as a as a management consultant. I use the um, goodness. I'm going to call it. It's not a cafeteria. The commons here, the computer no, the room. Commons, no. Well, we, um, the, I'm going to the snack area. The snack okay. area where you can get your coffee and your right. your pastries. I would meet clients over there. So this is another place that I enjoyed a lot, a great deal. I still enjoy, just as, as well as, you know, Prospect Park. I love it. And um, I was freaking the, what do you call it, the Grand Army Memorial Arch in the park right behind it. Yeah. Are, are, are places that I consider part of Prospect Heights. And I guess we could tug a war with uh, Park Slope. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I think yeah. it's ours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so... So, you know, I guess that's all of the streets. I mean, you know, I'll say as far as like um, in, in terms of the, um, the in terms of, you know, the residential aspect of, um, of, of Prospect Heights, I, I just love the brownstones. You know, I, I love that we are, you know, we are part of brownstone Brooklyn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, aesthetic, special feeling. Mm-hmm. And... Um, well, that's it. I mean, as far as like you know, my, my special places. I've told you about Met. Yeah. I've told you about this place, and um, when Chris, well, Chris Creation is still in Prospect Heights. Chris, Chris Creations. Um, I can't think. There's a place that I used to. There is a place on the corner 
of Washington Avenue and St. Mark's, mm-hmm. or just off the corner, that is a, um, a multi, uh, it's a studio that people use for, um, to teach salsa, to do yoga, and the name is escaping me. That is another. Washington and St. Mark's? Mm-hmm. More so St. Mark's, just off of, just off of, um, just off of Washington Avenue. I want to say the name starts with an S. Shambhala? No. <laughs> Maybe. It's something like that. Mm-hmm. Kind of dance, yoga, other yes. things. Yes, yes, I see That's what you what mean. Said. Yes, I've Shambhala, Shambhala, something like that. Maybe. Right, right. Okay, so another, another good place. We'll add it. We'll add it yes. to your little map. It's another treasure. <laughs> okay, thank you for mm-hmm. that. And I and I I did take uh, salsa classes there. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I've taken salsa classes there, and I have participated in at least two or three, two or three um, New Year's Eve parties but these are like sort of like special you, you go to a lot of parties yeah <laughs> i've got to get out there you do yeah it's yeah, good i've got to get out there so i mean i think okay. haven't i given you enough places i around? think it's good yeah yeah, yeah. we, we should make a little map, map with oh. pins on oh, it okay so wrapping up um yes. thank you again do you feel like we've covered you know the themes of what's most important to you is there any last words you would have I believe that we have covered, um, you know, the essentials. And my last words is, um, are that um, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed living in Prospect Heights. Um, I had a view. This is interesting. I wasn't, I wasn't excited about it. But because my building was the highest, the tallest building in the area, I, could, I had a view of um, the New York skyline. So then mm. when friends would visit me, they would say, oh, my God, look what you can, oh, God. You know, they would, you know, they would talk about this view and what, you know, the fact that they could see this and that. And it wasn't, um, it wasn't phasing me like that, um, which brings something else up. I'm sorry, this, I guess, is going to be the last story. Okay. But again, I, um, I enjoyed, I enjoyed living here. It was just a matter of um, being priced out. Otherwise, I would still be here. My last story. And where are you currently? I live in Flatbush now. In, in HDFC. <laughs> but my last story, and it has to do with the fact about, about the, um, the view. Um, September 11th, 2001. I was sick, but I was, again, being, I mean, I'm very, what do you call, I'm very, I'm very, what do you call, I'm very much of a, a community activist. Mm-hmm. So then someone had asked me to pass out some um, campaign literature during, the, uh, during, a, during a particular uh, uh, election, which was held September 11th, 2001. So I'm passing out this material. Where were you? I was near under, uh, I was on Underhill, um, not so close, not very close to the school, though. But I mean, I was because you know you have okay, to, right? When you're when you're doing when you're passing right. political information, you can't be right near the school. Got it. PS nine. I'm sorry, that's right. It was it is PS nine. Anyway, I saw the second. I heard and yeah, I heard the first plane hit. You know the world the, the first the first tower, 
And it's, it, I felt like, you know, it seemed like I could feel it. The way, the way you could hear it, it felt like it was shaking you a bit. And then I saw the second, uh, the second uh, tower get hit. And I saw the, um, the plane actually tilt itself so that it was like the, pers- the intent was to go through to you know to go through the, that 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 building, that the sight of that and something else that had happened. Oh well, there were a few things that had happened. You know that day, the um, we had tanks. You know we had army tanks or national guard tanks, but we had tanks that rode up and down Flatbush Avenue. We had bomber jets running through the sky, and I didn't feel safe. I felt sure, yeah. I felt, you know, under I, siege, yeah. Right. I felt under siege. I felt that we were locked down. I mean, and we were locked down. I mean, the bridges were shut down. The tunnels were shut down. Everything, you know. We, we, Scary. I felt yes. I did. I did not. I felt scared. I. Do you live in the neighborhood? Yeah. Okay. I that it was not. It was not. I was not feeling secure. So then, um, that caused me my the, my reaction to it and. Um, and being, being what do you call it, away from family, and then someone that was in my life was not there for me. I had a, um, I had a reaction. I, I mean, there were many people that had physical reactions, and I was one of them. I was, I, I stopped urinating. I had, I ended up having a, a kidney condition that, oh, sure. that, yeah, I mean, it healed itself. Right, but real physical reaction. Yes. I think it's, yeah, it's traumatic. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, it's awful. I mean, it's not, you know what, I'm able, you know, I don't, I'm not feeling it. I'm not, you know, what do you call it? I'm not. Mentally, being, it's more physical. Right. And at this time, I'm not um, traveling there mentally. It's a memory as opposed to me being there again. So I'm, right. you know, I'm, I'm happy that I'm able to, that I made that, that, you know, that separation. Right. Okay. So, well, so I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to end on a yeah, kind of sad note. Thank you for that. I, I have one, uh, one um, beautiful image that I can share with you. In the springtime, there are, um, again, on Prospect Place between Vanderbilt and Carlson, but really it's more so the part of Prospect, the part of the block that is Prospect going into Carlson. Mm-hmm. There are these uh, flowering trees that line the street. And in the, in the, um, in the, um, the spring, you know, they bloom and then of course, the, the blossoms fall to the ground. And it is a beautiful feeling. It's a beautiful sight. Magic. Feeling mm-hmm. To walk on this carpet, this carpet of flowers. Mm. Isn't that a beautiful... Peace. Image? Okay, a, a, be- a beautiful image. So I'm going to stop there. Okay, so we will close on that message of beauty and peace. And could you just repeat your name for me again? Akosawa Albritton. And this is Marie Griffin. Nice to meet you, Marie. Thanks for listening. Okay. <laughs>